Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So please, church family, put your hands together for Jen Trungal. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, good to be here, church. How is everybody doing? Good, good. Yes, highly favored. What an awesome experience to come and be a part of new beginnings, what God is doing in your midst, what God is doing in this church. I have just always enjoyed myself so much. Every time I get to come and be with you all, it's a bright spot on my calendar. And uh, and I love to see how God is expanding the family of New Beginnings Church. Come on. I mean, it's just so awesome. I mean, y'all are just taking over New Jersey. I I guess you're taking over the whole East Coast. I don't know where the stopping point is, but... uh, you know, I, I can relate because I New Beginnings kind of reminds me of my family. I come from a big family, a big Italian family, and, and I remember we'd go on vacations, you know, all over the country, and my dad's from New York, and he'd say, we got family over here, we got family over there, we got, we're like, we got family everywhere. I feel like New Beginnings, y'all are going like, we got a campus over here, we got a campus over there. And uh, how many of you know, though, that's so awesome because that just means that more people are finding out that Jesus loves them, set them free, and has the best life for them, just like you and I found out about. Amen. And uh, so this is exciting. Well, let's just pray and get right into the word. I'm real pointed in my heart about what the Lord has um, for you in your life right now, the season you're living in. And I believe there's some things that will speak not only to your life, but to even what God is doing right here at New Beginnings Church. So let's just pray over the word and just ask him to open our eyes to see and our ears to hear everything he has for us. Can we do that? Well, God, we do. We come before you and we thank you for this wonderful plan, this great plan of yours that you have invited us into. Father, we thank you that there is provision you provided for everything we need in your plan. And Father, you not only met our needs, but Father, you said that you met every desire of our heart and it's all in your plan. And so, God, we have come to hear from you about your plan. And, God, not just the reminder of what your plan is for us, but, God, what you're doing right now in your plan and the time we're in and the the pieces, Father, that are coming together. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and do what only you can do. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear what you are saying to us individually, to us as families, but what you are saying to New Beginnings Church. And we thank you for it. Holy Spirit, we once again give you permission to come and invade the privacy of our heart. Speak to us, God. And Holy Spirit, if necessary, we invite you to come and rearrange the landscape of our lives to put us into position for whatever it is that you have for us for this time that we are right now in. And we thank you for it. 
in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Well, if you brought your Bibles uh, or your phone app, your Bible app, go ahead and open up, if you would, to the book of Isaiah chapter 48. And as you're turning there, I want to just make a couple of statements to you. I really just sense uh, over the course of this uh, time we have together, I really sense in my heart the presence of the Lord, as I know that you all do, but in the presence of God, that's here with us, I sense his prophetic anointing. And here's what I I mean by that. Some of you might say, okay, well, what is the prophetic anointing? What is the prophetic word of God? If I could tell it to you this way, how many of you know know, that we have the word of God? We have his book. We have his word. And, uh, And his word is always true all the time for all time. Amen. I can still live my life by what's in this book in good old 2019. I can still live my life and I can still get results. The book hasn't expired, right? And so this word is true all the time and we know about things God's provided for us that are in his word. How many of you know you don't have to wait for the right time for healing? God said, it's always my will for you to be healed. It's always time for healing. Um, Jesus said it this way. He said, today is the day of salvation. Come on, we don't have to wait for it to be time to receive salvation. It's always time for salvation. And, uh, and so we know that because that's in his word. But then there are some things because uh, God wants us to understand that even though he's given us his word, God's still speaking. And he's speaking today. In fact, uh, Jesus said it this way. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but man shall live by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. So we could say it this way. Words are still proceeding from the mouth of God about what God is doing in your life right now. And so when we talk about, God, what are you doing in our lives right now? What words are proceeding out of your mouth about today? That's when we get into what we call more of the prophetic word of God. And so in preparing to come and be with uh, you all here at New Beginnings, I just sort of sense that stirring of that prophetic word, what God is saying and talking about and doing in your lives and, and even in your midst here at New Beginnings right now. And this is what I just heard in my heart. I just heard this real plain, real clear, uh, wasn't an audible voice, but I just heard the Spirit of God say, you need to understand that your momentum is picking up speed. Your momentum is picking up speed. And so that's a good thing because what that means is, is that what God has planned for your life is not lagging. Come on, it's not dragging and it's not stuck. It's accelerating. So I want you to just look at the person next to you and just look him in the eye and say, things are accelerating. Come on, it might not look like it. People around you might be telling you something different. Come on, some of you, your feelings might be telling you, well, I sure don't feel like things are accelerating. Well, come on, sometimes we need to remind ourselves that our emotions are not made to be CEO of our lives. 
In fact, your emotions make good messengers, but they make terrible masters. And so if some of us, if we've let our emotions get in that, that head seat, that CEO seat, sometimes you got to look at your life like a boardroom and remember that your emotions get a seat at the table, but they're not meant to have the head seat. And so your spirit, the spirit of God on the inside of you is meant to be the CEO of your life. And so you might need to walk into the boardroom of your life right now and fire your emotions as CEO and say, listen, emotions, you used to run this business and you were running things into the ground. Come on, production was slowing down. Things weren't going well. People were jumping ship. One day we're going this direction, the next day we're going that direction. Come on, you need to fire your emotions as CEO and put your spirit back in the head seat and say, emotions, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what you feel like. God is saying momentum is picking up. Acceleration is taking place in the plan of God for my life. Now, some of you have a real easy time keeping your emotions in check, but man, your head, you are a head case. <laughs> And uh, if you're not sure if you are one, just look at the person you came with and say, am I? And if they're already shaking their head, then you qualify. Some of us are so good at reasoning things out, at factualizing. Well, when I look at the spreadsheet of my life, Jen, it doesn't tell me that momentum is picking up speed. When I look at the facts, when I look at my checking account, when I look at my retirement plan, when I look at my 401k, when I look, when I look, when I look, but if you'll set those things aside and you'll put your spirit back as CEO, you might need to fire your head and say, listen, head, you were running this ship before and things were not going well. You talked me out of everything God was pushing me to do. And I missed out on things because of it. So, so head, reasoning, you make good messengers, but you make a terrible master. And so we put our spirit back in that head seat, in that CEO seat of our life when we do that, we pick up that prophetic word, what God is wanting us to know is happening and what he's doing, regardless of the feelings or, or the facts. He says, I need you to know something by my spirit. I've been working behind the scenes and your momentum is picking up speed. So I want you to look here in the book of Isaiah in chapter 41. I believe there's a, a resemblance of a prophetic word that's found here that's going to open up some things connected to what God is saying about acceleration taking place and his plan picking up speed in your life. Because what we're going to see here in this passage of scripture is that even though that's the, the prophetic word God is saying about your life right now, that it actually requires your collaboration for it to take place. Now, this is a, a well-taught church, New Beginnings. You are so well-taught. You and I know this, that the plan of God, the purposes of God are not just automatic in our, in our lives, are they? That they, the, the plan of God, what God's saying actually requires you and I to work with him for this to transpire. Look at this in the book of Isaiah. I want you to Look at verse 15, chapter 48. This is a prophetic word of the Lord here coming through the prophet Isaiah. And he says, 
I even I have spoken to you. I have called you. I have brought you. And I shall make your way prosperous. Boy, that's a pretty good word right there, isn't it? I want to give you a few things prosperous means. To prosper or be prosperous is good, but it's actually a word with an incredible amount of depth. It means this. It means to increase in value. How many of you go, you know what? Increasing in value sounds like a good thing to happen to me right now. Uh, It also means this, to be prosperous means to become more useful. That's pretty good. To become more useful is better than being good for nothing, right? Okay. Um, I like this one. Now, this really resonates with what God's saying to us. Um, To be prosperous means to move forward. Boy, I like the sound of that, don't you? I don't want my life next year to look exactly like it does this year. I don't want it to go backwards, but I don't want it to stay the same. I want it to move forward. It means this. I like this one too. What does prosperous mean? It means to be in a position to do more good. I want to do more good in the days ahead than I'm able to even do right now. Don't you? Doesn't that sound good to you? Maybe uh, last year you were doing good just to pay your light bill. Okay? But next year, how about because of what God's doing and momentum picking up speed in our lives and because he's prospering us by next year we're hearing about somebody else who's having trouble paying their light bill and we're doing so good that we're able to pay our light bill and pay their light bill too maybe next year year last year we were just doing real good just to be able to you know show up at Costco and buy everything we wanted in bulk come on i mean some of you that just lights your fire don't mess with me I, I know a bulk shopper when I'm looking him in the eye. I got a brother. I mean, the Saturday of his life is just sleeping in a little, getting a good cup of coffee, and going to Costco, man. And I mean, he takes the SUV. He knows he can't take the four-door because he's going to need that SUV because he's going to come back with 12 gallons of olive oil just because they were 30 cents cheaper if you bought 12 of them. Okay, so so... Maybe last year was the, the big thing was doing good if you got to go buy in bulk at Costco. How about you just drag that single mama that lives next to you to Costco with you by next year and say, anything you need, just get it. Come on, to be in position to do more good. This is reason enough to say, God, how can I collaborate with you so momentum can pick up in my life? Why? Because he said here, because I am showing you that I am making your way prosperous. I'm moving you forward. I'm making you more useful. I'm increasing you in value. I'm putting you in position to do more good. How about this? This is pretty good. God's so good. He wants us so blessed. To be prosperous means to have more that is good. Now, it's great to have material things that are as good, but you and I both know that the the great things in life, the good things in life, the really valuable things in life usually don't have a monetary value attached to them. Anybody care anything about having good relationships in your life? Hey, how's your kids doing? Oh, they're good. And you know what? My relationships with them are good. 
How's your spouse doing? They're doing good. And you know, things have never been so good in our marriage. How, how's your health? You know, my health has never been so good. Come on, to have more that is good. This is what God says momentum is picking up speed because this is what he's moving us into. But I, I love this one too. It simply means this, to be prosperous means to be more able. To be more able. The Bible says it this way. Uh, G, uh, Paul said it this way. He said, I know you're no more called um, slaves. He said, now you're called friends of God. And then in, in another place, Paul said this. He said, um, now you are called co-laborers with God. You see, the reason that God says, I'm putting you in a position where momentum is picking up speed, the reason I'm telling you prophetically that everything that's promised in the book is yours, but prophetically what I'm saying is acceleration's hitting your life because I am moving you into position where you're more able to collaborate with me. You're more able to receive of me than you were in the past. I want you to um, jump down here. Look at verse 16. It says, so come near to me and hear this. Isn't this interesting that when God says he's wanting to make our way more prosperous, what he does is he summons us to get closer to him. He says, I'm not speaking this in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, I was there, but he says, but now, I'm right now in your midst. The Lord God and his spirit has sent me. Another translation says it this way. I spoke this about you in the beginning of time, and I'm saying it again about you in the time you're in right now. Verse 17, for thus saith the Lord, thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel, I'm the Lord, your God, which teaches you to profit, which leads you by the way that you should go. Church, I'm here to tell you that your momentum is picking up speed, that things are beginning to move at an accelerated rate. God is saying, I'm moving you into the way that you should go because I'm teaching you how to get more prosperous. Now, all this lines up with everything that God already made you and I to be. Because let me say it to you this way. You weren't meant to stay stagnant. And you weren't meant to take three steps forward and four steps back. You were made for progress. In fact, you were made as a believer in Jesus, as a new creature. You were made to take bold leaps of faith. You were made to be risk takers. You were made to be risk takers. You were made to hit points and pockets where all of a sudden the Lord would get a word to you and say, I'm picking up speed. Momentum is going to hit your life, but you're going to have to come up closer to me 
because I'm going to start giving you cues. I'm going to start showing you how I'm going to move you into ways of having things better in your life. And when you hear my cues, you're going to have to be willing to take some bold leaps of faith and to work out of the DNA of who you are spiritually. And that is someone that is a risk taker. Come on, nobody ever stepped into the fullness of the plan of God sitting out life on the sidelines. Nobody ever stepped in to being more able, to being able to do more good just by saying, well, I'll just wait this out and see if God's word really is true for my life. No, risk takers know this. If I'm going to have his best, it's going to take my collaboration. If I'm going to have the fullness of what God's doing, then I'm going to have to remember that I'm not a slave sitting over here waiting for somebody to give me orders. He called me his friend. And God has some things that he's wanting to do with me. You see, if you're going to operate as a risk taker, that means you're going to be in position for this to take place in your life. And really, church, if we're going to be honest with ourselves... If we don't take this place and live out of this mentality that God is picking up speed in our life and that we are made to be risk takers, if we don't pick up this mentality, then we have to understand we're not just going to sit the sidelines. We're going to slide down a slippery slope from our destiny of being risk takers. We're going to slide down into this lower level place of living that too many times we find ourselves in. where instead of being risk takers, we've just become caretakers. Where now instead of being in the place of things picking up speed, things accelerating, the momentum taking place, now we just care for the last place God moved us into. We just care for things that transpired a long time ago. We just care for me, myself, and I. We don't think about reaching out or helping anybody else out. We just care for the little bit of of blessing that came our way 10 years ago. Come on, even as a church, we just care for the ones that are already here. We just care for the carpet. We just care for the chairs. We just make the coffee and us four and no more. We just care for what we've got right now. We don't look for anything more. We don't look for action. We don't look for acceleration. We don't look for momentum. We have left the place of being risk takers and moving into more. Now we're just caretakers. The problem is, is that if we try to resign ourselves to live a version of our Christian life as caretakers, the truth of it is you can't stay there either. Because the slippery slope doesn't stop, it's just living as a caretaker. What happens is that after a little bit of time, you and I slide a little further down that slope from being a caretaker into something called being an undertaker, where now you just spend your days caring for things that died a long time ago, where you're just living off of what God said to you 10 years ago. Problem is, words are still proceeding out of the mouth of God. He's wanting to do a new thing. He's wanting momentum to pick up speed. But you and I are gonna have to be willing, come on, to collaborate with him and say, God, you know what? I refuse to live as an undertaker where I just care for things that died a long time ago. And you know what, God? I have been dissatisfied with just caring for where I'm at 
right now. In fact, the Bible made it real plain. He said this, cast your care on me for I care for you. Get the burden off of you so I can give you vision for where I'm taking you. And it's real easy to just get out of that place of being an undertaker and throw off the care of just living as a caretaker and get back into the DNA of destiny that's on the inside of you of being a risk taker where a risk taker goes, oh, he's on the move, so I'm on the move. Things are picking up speed. Acceleration's hitting my life. Don't look at how things look at my life right now in the natural because my spirit is the CEO of my life and my spirit gives me a report that says momentum is picking up speed. Come on. Check back with me tomorrow. I will not be in the same place I'm in right now. Come on, you say, well, Jen, that sounds real good, but uh, how, 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 <clears throat> how do I get there? I mean, I'm not saying I'm an undertaker. I'm not saying I'm a caretaker, but just maybe hypothetically, if I was, Jen, how would this friend of mine that I know that maybe needs this, how would that person per se get back into position of being a risk taker? I'm so glad you asked. Maybe if you see that friend, you can pass these things on to them. I want you to look at verse 20. God's so good to us, you know, because he, he's so good in that he not only reminds us, he holds up his word and he says, uh, this is your mirror. Don't forget who you really are. You have the DNA of your big brother Jesus pumping on the inside of you. You, you have, well, risk-taking isn't my personality. Oh, yeah, it is. Because when you got born again and you became a new creature in Christ Jesus, come on, that same old, same old, me, myself, and I personality of yours got a brand new addition slapped onto it, and it's a part of your personality you got to tap into by faith called being a bold risk taker of faith. And, uh, and so Jesus is so good because he gave us what we need, but then he always gives us what we need to do to get into position to work with him. Look here in verse 20. This is what it says. So go ye forth out of Babylon and flee from the Chaldeans with a voice of singing. Declare ye, tell this, utter it, and do it even until the end of the earth. Say this, the Lord has redeemed his servant. Now, let me just break this down for you. When the prophet Isaiah said here, go forth out of Babylon, basically this is a type and a shadow for just the mere human natural way of doing things. In other words, what he's saying is, get out of the place in your head of living out of the natural limitations of everything you can see, everything you can touch, and everything you can measure. He's saying, get out of it. Why? Because those limitations were removed off of you when you got translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God. Come on, you, you shook some limitations off when you got born again. Praise the Lord. So he says, leave that place of thinking. And then he says this, flee from the Chaldeans. In other words, what's he saying? Get away from people who talk like that all the time. Well, you know, I just turned this many years old, and so you know what kicks in at that age. 
Oh, well, that's one version of life you could live. But then you got another version right here. This says with long life, will I satisfy you? This says that your youth is renewed like the wings of an eagle. Come on, the word of God will keep you young. Praise the Lord. So what's he saying? He's saying, even though other people might talk of that out of their human limitation, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Why? Because I'm trying to teach you how to prosper. I'm trying to teach you the way that you should go. The momentum of my plan is picking up speed in your life, but here's how you collaborate with my speed. Don't talk like that. Talk like this. And what does he say? He says, with a voice of singing. In other words, with a voice of joy, he says, declare this stuff, tell this stuff, talk about it amongst yourselves, utter it to yourself, talk to yourself in the car about it. And then he says, even to the end of the earth. In other words, he says, never stop talking this way. Why? Because if you'll keep talking this way, you'll have it this way. Somebody say, how'd you get it like that? I'll tell you why I got it like this. I got it like this because I talk it like this. I got it like this. Come on, I got an 89-year-old grandmother. Uh, she lives in Kentucky, precious Southern lady. I was visiting with her at her house, you know, a few months ago. We're sitting in her living room talking, and she said, you want some sweet tea? I said, we call her Mamaw. I said, Mamaw, I always want your sweet tea. She made me a glass of sweet tea. She came in, plopped down on the couch, plopped down Indian style, sat with her elbows on her knees and said, what do you want to talk about? And I'm just looking at her thinking, you're 89 years old, but you can't tell her that. Why? She's been, you know why she's got it that way? She'd been talking it that way for a long time. She taught, I mean, I'll say, ma'am, what are you talking about? She said, let's talk about what God's doing. Let's talk about what God's doing in the earth. Let's talk, what are you hearing God say? This is the kind of stuff that she utters, that she talks about, that she declares. This, these are the songs she goes around her house singing. And because she talks it that way, she's got it that way. Come on, this is good stuff tonight. Look at this. The Lord hath redeemed his servant. In other words, God's saying everything that looks like it doesn't have momentum, don't even concern yourself with what it looks like. Don't even bother. Why? Because I'm redeeming the time. Because I'm redeeming the time. Another word for uh, redeeming there is restoration. I'm bringing into the fullness of everything I ordained for your life to be. Not only am I picking up speed, but as I'm picking up speed, I'm picking up things that maybe needed to transpire to get into place. I'm picking them up and I'm just adding them to your life. I'm just adding them to your life. You say, well, that should have taken a lot more time, God, for that to happen in my life. Yeah, I know it should have in the natural, but the thing is, momentum is hitting your life and I'm I'm just adding things to you as you go. I'm teaching you the way that you should go. I'm teaching you how to prosper. I'm teaching you how to be more able. I'm teaching you how to do more good. I'm teaching you how to increase in value. I'm teaching you how to have more good in your life 
It is an invitation by the Spirit of God to us, church. He's saying, would you work with me in this? Would you work with me in this? I believe with all my heart that God is speaking this prophetic word to us because he's asking us to get in agreement with him and collaborate with him that this accelerated time we're living in, where he's redeeming the time, he's restoring things in your life, can begin to add things to you. I want you to hear this. Even by the end of this year. I said, even by the end of this year. New Beginnings Church, I'm telling you right now, things are going to be added to you even by the end of this year. But you and I got to get in collaboration with him. Come on, you'll start saying what he says about you. And as you're doing it, I'll tell you right now, all of a sudden, the Lord will arrest your attention and say, now, as I'm teaching you how to prosper, this little thing over here you've been holding on to, it's time to let that go. Why? It's slowing you down. I'm trying to pick up momentum in your life, and I, I've, I've had grace for you over here, but now you need to address this. It's time to let things go. Why? Because when it's time to pick up speed, everything that isn't necessary needs to be left behind. Do you receive it? Come on. Can I pray this word over you tonight? I believe this with all my heart. I believe that heaven is moving things forward in the landscape of your life. And the reason that he's doing it is because you have been put in the earth for such a time as this. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your anointing that is a yoke-destroying, burden-removing anointing. And so, Father, we receive of your anointing right now that says, God, anything that would be slowing us down, anything that would weight us down, that would bog us down from this momentum and things picking up speed in your life, we receive of your grace to let it go. And, Father, we put your word in our mouth and we declare that things are picking up speed that acceleration is taking place. God, that you are putting us in position for good days, great days, to do all that you've put us in the earth to do. And we thank you for it, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Do you receive it, church? Praise Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.